So obviously want to talk about the upcoming tour and celebrating the 20th anniversary of Satellite and get your opinion on a couple things, a guest spot that you did on a tune that I love. But dude, I, <laughs> I got to say it's an honor to be talking to you today as we record this on 9-11, mm, 20 years yeah. to the date that you released Satellite, which must have felt like a oh, we're finally putting out our album and then tragedy struck the nation. Can you kind of take me back to that day 20 years ago today? Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I mean, all the hard work that goes into a record and release and all that stuff. But we had actually done, um, you know, when they sold records at a record store before we actually did a signing at a record store in San Diego at midnight. And then we were planning on playing, you know, like a CD release party at either the Whiskey or, or the Roxy on Sunday at Boulevard you know we got a call and we woke up turned on the TV and so instantly we're glued to the TV I mean but to be honest man at that moment our, our record didn't it didn't matter the release date didn't matter our hearts and our prayers were with you know New York and the people of the United States and so we just stayed glued to our TV until you know we got further news to go from one you know like you said waking up to hey I'm gonna do yeah. my album release party <laughs> and then like whoa put on the brakes and, and completely go a 180 in direction and uh, just insane to look back 20 years ago and I don't want to yeah. dwell too much on the negative and certainly want to get to the, the positive of things and sure. highlight this music. And especially, you know, speaking of that time, being a guy that worked in radio and the IE, even back when that happened, it was mm. so good to have your music. You know, being a hard rock, heavy metal fan, it can always be so much right. doom and gloom. And it was like <laughs> nice that your yeah. music was kind of a sunshine that we needed to heal the nation at oh, that time, man. Yeah, thanks. But I mean, that you, you said it, you know, at that point, you know, when, when struck with tragedy, it's not, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll and metal anymore. It's like, oh, dude, what's going on in the world? You know, which we should be like that all the time. You know, what I mean, what, what's going on with our lives? And so we happen to be one of those bands. I mean, Alive was number one radio at that time, number one video on MTV when they played videos, you know, so it's like <laughs> we just happen to be that band. I mean, that was a conscious decision, though, that we, we wanted to be that band. So, you know, the world didn't want to hear, you know, certain things, at least for that moment. But, you know, as things heal and things get better, everybody goes back to they want what they want you know what I mean but we continue to stay a band like you said we, we try to be that sunshine out in the, the rock and roll world yeah I mean it was crazy times like I remember Drowning Pool and Bodies was a big tune at that time yep. and it was like do not play that song on the radio right now people do not want oh yeah you know want that but uh you know and then years later even with with the whole Columbine and the school shootings and then you know Youth of the Nation is once again that healing message we wrote that song on the same day that we were in San Diego and we were two blocks away from Santana High School which which was a shooting in our community so here we are writing a song and because we had ties with you know Columbine and we've done we did healing concerts back then we met a lot of the people the kids from that school so we always kind of had some kind of tie in there and with Youth and Nation it was just you know we didn't know the song would be what it was it was just more like dude what, what's going on with our kids you know what I mean we, we need to help our young people and so that song became an anthem man I love it and you know again thank you for, for being that beacon of, of light during that Thanks, time man. you know if I could uh, geek out for a second and be a total music nerd and looking back <laughs> on satellite you know i was always kind of curious uh, celestial the little instrumental tune was that always kind of meant to be like an intro piece to satellite or was that something you just kind of never figured out any rhymes for <laughs> no it's just uh it was just a quick little intro i mean if you listen to the album before we did a lot of interludes and then when we did satellite we didn't have as many you know what i mean so we were just kind of like let's just give a little nice little beautiful guitar intro and so we're actually playing it live now we've extended it a little bit and kind of just create this little jam vibe you know what i mean we've been going over really 
nights. It's probably one of my the favorite part of my set right now. Yeah, because you get to take a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got me. Little breather. You know, it's great that you guys are doing this tour and celebrating, you know, Satellite 20th anniversary, and it's an album that deserves to be celebrated. And I was kind of worried initially when you did the uh, the live stream, the Satellites over Southtown at Petco Park. I was like, oh, uh, God, I would love to see yeah. this live. So it was cool <laughs> that it came around. But let me frame this question to you really quickly. Obviously, getting to do that at Petco Park, being a San Diego band, was that a yeah. bigger highlight for you? Or let me take it old school and compare and contrast, getting to play at Petco Park or getting to play San Diego street scene back in 2004 in downtown San Diego oh, in the gas lamp there? Man. I mean, any, any show in San Diego for us is always amazing, but street scene was always a good time. We've played before for the Padres uh, after shows or, or, or games, and so they were just kind to us to let us be able to do our stream, which was nice. And they got to highlight the stadium and the city, but we, you know, they were super, super good to us. So we, it's it's all good for us, man. We, we love playing there. Man, I miss the San Diego street scene. I wish that festival was still around. Oh, man. Yeah, me too. That was that was good times. You know, speaking of good times, we got you coming through Southern California. going to be an OC on October the 6th here at the Observatory playing Satellite in its entirety. And I'm so glad that you brought along From Ashes to New with you. I'm so pumped to see those guys and a perfect bill for you guys. Yeah, man. We've been we've been out here a month. That'll, we'll be ending off the tour at that point. So we're, you know, we're glad we got a couple shows in Cali. And uh, yeah, we've been having fun out here, man. But by that time, we'll, we'll be ready for Orange County. Were you uh, fans of From Ashes to New or did, did like an agent present it to you or did you know them in advance of going down the road with them? Yeah, we, we've taken them out before when they had like their old lineup and stuff. And so these guys, are, you know, they've been out here, young band hustling, just, you know what I mean? So they've been, they've been putting in work. And so we knew that we wanted to do this tour together. And we had packaged, you know, the four bands and unfortunately Sleep Signals is no longer on the tour, but all good things is killing it. Dude, we're, we're having fun out here. Love it, man. And looking forward to seeing them and that new album, Panic. It just rules. And so it'll be yeah. good to hear those tunes. You know, speaking of shows and uh, bringing it to to the uh, radio station, you know, we're located in the IE and you got some mutual friends. Speaking of old touring mates, Alien Ant Farm. You guys kind of <laughs> came up together. Give me some good old Dryden. I know they were like the, the kings of, of pranks and stuff. You got to have some good old Dryden Alien Ant Farm stories from back in the day. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've even still, I think we've toured late, you know, in the last past years more than ever before we we took them to europe twice we did uh south america with those guys and i mean those those are our brothers you know dryden the dragon the dragon he's he's a he's a madman so i can't i can't give away too many stories but <laughs> you gotta I, have I one. that guy man you gotta you, you gotta have one there's gotta well, be one into the tour well, prank or something into tour it, prank well, he did not not a prank but don't ever ask dryden to show you because he, he likes to sell uh italian wristwatches Oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I already know. So where don't that's ever, going. Uh, don't ever buy an Italian wristwatch uh, from that man ever. <laughs> oh He's man, a little too comfortable with his body, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do, I do, and I've I've seen him pull that move on other people before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, speaking of friends, I got to get a little something. I just talked to the man a few weeks ago, AJ Channer, and I love what you guys did. You together, a fire from the gods, yeah, and man. they don't like it. Talk about another old touring mate, right? Yeah, yeah. We brought those guys out. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll be taking them out again, but we love those guys, man. I, we met them a lot. I met AJ a, a while back, and uh, proud of what his and his band has accomplished so far. And so those guys are killing it out here. And when he asked me to jump on a track, man, it was, it was a no brainer. Love that tune and love rocking it. And speaking of, of newish, yeah. newish tunes. Loved what 
you did on Circles, uh, listening for The Silence and Soundboy Killer, and I'm hearing rumbles yeah. about maybe new music, new album next year? Yeah, man. We put together some stuff during, you know, the shutdown and all that stuff, but we're a band that likes to jam, you know what I mean? We need to be in the same room together, looking at each other in the face and just vibing out, not just, you know, hey, send me a guitar track, you know, send me drums and bass. It's like, that's cool and you can do it, and, and 99% of the bands do it these days, but we need to be in the same room together and write some tunes. I love that, and I love, so probably next year you guys will find some carve out some time to sit in a recording studio sure. all together for you, sure man when we, as soon as we get off this tour we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, write some songs beautiful man and, and talking about going old school let me go real old school with you for a second Sonny because we're one of those mm-hmm. old school radio stations we still do every single night 10 o'clock which you're gonna be co-hosting with me mandatory Metallica and I'm sure you went nice. through that Metallica phase as a kid give me kind of your entry point or album or tune and who did introduce you to Metallica I grew up in a rock and roll family but then when I kind of got to a certain junior high I started to really tune into you know just reggae music and, and hip-hop music and stuff but obviously Metallica was undeniable you know what I mean and, and I remember hearing that Black album for the first time and you know all the guys like Marcos you know my cousin they were like dude it's all about Metallica you know I was more of a reggae fan but I was like you listen to it and you're like dude these these dudes are sick you know what I mean I get it because I wasn't really into like the, the hair metal type stuff and those guys they had more of a, an edge to them you know what I mean they're more like dudes rather than yeah. guys trying to be chicks you know what I mean <laughs> So I was that's the only reason why I even listened to it in the first place. I was like, at least these guys still somewhat look like dudes. You know what I mean? I'm going to check this out. And dude, Metallica, they're still the king. It's crazy that, uh, talking about anniversaries, the Black Album, their massive album with Inner Sandman and Sad But True and Nothing yep. Else Matters turned, just turned 30. That's crazy. I got to meet those guys. I think when, when the, the Raiders played the Bucks in San Diego Super Bowl, met James for the first time, and he was awesome, dude. He was just, he was a sweetheart. And a big dude, right? I mean, he's a big, like imposing yeah. dude. <laughs> you don't want to mess with him, man. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, James, you, just to finish things off, you got a uh, favorite Metallica tune we can play for you on Mandatory Metallica? Dude, I love Inner Sandman. Do that one. You, know, you already nailed it. All right. We'll rock that one for you. Beautiful, Sonny. Thank you so much for the time and, and uh, can't hey, wait to see you at the brother. observatory, man. Looking forward to the show. Hey, yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Safe travels. Be safe. Uh, all right, brother. Thank you, brother. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.